Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then, Stripe Tap to Pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. Stacy Moores has supported Independent Tech News directly for five years. Be like Stacy. Become a DTNS member at patreon.com slash DTNS. This is the Daily Tech News for Friday, May 3rd, 2019 in Los Angeles. I'm Tom Merritt. It's free comic book day weekend. I'm Len Peralta. And I'm the show's producer, Roger Chan. Sarah Lane's off today, but we're happy to have Ashley Esqueda, host of Stream Economy with us. Ashley, welcome back. Hello, friends. Good to have and you and congratulations. You. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, if you don't know, Ashley is expecting. What are you expecting? I hope it's a human. Yeah. Okay, good. good. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. 100% behind that expectation. Uh, we are going to talk about Game of Thrones and the black levels of Game of Thrones. Uh, was it too dark? Why was it even considered dark? Why was it considered too dark? All of that coming up. But let's start with a few tech things you should know. Microsoft launched Azure Blockchain Services, a managed enterprise service that provides for the formation, management, and governance of consortium blockchain networks. So it's just blockchains as a service, but the consortiums can use it. The service integrates with Azure Active Directory and is meant to allow organizations to build apps on top of blockchain technology. Service launches with support for JP Morgan's Quorum Ledger. Microsoft also launched an extension for Visual Studio Code to let users create and deploy Ethereum smart contracts to Azure Blockchain Service or a public chain. The Guardian newspaper reported an operating profit of 0.8 million pounds, that's 800,000 pounds. For 2018, 2019, it's the first profit for the newspaper since 1998. Back in 2015, the paper had an operating loss of 57 million pounds. That's when editor-in-chief Catherine Viner took over and began a policy of trying innovative things, including a splash screen that any Guardian reader has seen, asking users to contribute money without putting up a paywall to the articles. Uh, and it seems to be working. The paper also did cut costs and shifted a lot of revenue to digital. Adobe. Hi, this is Matt and Sean from Two Black Guys. With good credit. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. 
Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. The Claude 3 model family from Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. With models at every point on the price performance curve, you no longer have to make trade-offs between intelligence, speed, and cost. Claude 3 Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and lowest cost model on the market, perfectly designed for high-volume, high-speed use cases. Join the thousands of enterprises who trust Anthropic to keep them at the frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude today. My business used to be weighed down by the complexities of in-person payments. Then Stripe tap to pay on iPhone came along and changed everything. With Stripe, I streamlined my payment process effortlessly. No more juggling different methods. Just a simple tap on my iPhone and transactions are complete. What's truly remarkable is how Stripe caters to all my customers' preferences. Whether they're using cards, Apple Pay, or other digital wallets, Stripe ensures a smooth checkout experience every time. Setting up Stripe was a breeze, taking just minutes to get up and running. From local markets to global retailers, Stripe helped me expand my reach and grow my business with ease. To learn how Tap to Pay on iPhone and Stripe can help grow your revenue and reach, visit stripe.com slash tap iPhone. He is testing removing its $10 a month photography plan. That's the cheapest Creative Cloud subscription. It gives users access to Photoshop and Lightroom along with 20 gigabytes of storage. So the test means that some users, when they go to subscribe, aren't seeing that option. They're only seeing the one terabyte photography plan, which costs twice as much, $20 a month. Still Photoshop and Lightroom, but with one terabyte. Adobe said it has not decided if it will permanently remove that offering. All right, this year's inductees into the Strong Museum of Play's World Video Game Hall of Fame include Colossal Cave Adventure, a a classic, Super Mario Kart, about time, Mortal Kombat, who doesn't know Mortal Kombat, and yes, my friends, the last entree, Microsoft Solitaire. Now, for some, like myself, Solitaire may feel a bit like a newcomer replacing Reversi when Microsoft Windows 3.0 arrived in May 22nd, 1990. But Microsoft intended it as a way to get people used to using a mouse. It survived into every version of Windows through 7 and then expanded into the Microsoft Solitaire collection with lots of different versions of Solitaire in Windows 8 and after. Some people consider that the end of the solitaire run because it was no longer the same solitaire but there is solitaire in your windows even today ashley what's your favorite microsoft solitaire memory oh you know i i gotta say actually i've played a lot of microsoft solitaire in my life uh so i appreciate that this has been inducted into the video game hall of fame but I will say that um, I am very upset that Ski Free is has been denied year after year. Still waiting, yet Ski Free. Someday, Ski mm-hmm. Free is going to make it. Have you started a uh, any of those Change.org petition petitions? I, I really, you know, honestly, I think I should. Um, I love Ski Free so much. Uh, <laughs> it's it's obscene. I love Ski Free. I would <laughs> I would die for Ski Free. In now, fact, I have many times. Aside aside from your your Ski Free agenda, which I. I totally respect. Uh, what do you, what do you think of the rest of this? I mean, I, I was actually surprised. I thought Mortal Kombat had already gotten in. Uh, I was shocked about Super Mario Kart. Yeah, I think I think that How one's that newer. Yeah. That that's why I was like, okay, I guess. But World of Warcraft's already is in it, there. 
I was gonna say, yeah, it's, it's not that much newer yeah. than Mortal Kombat. So, so you know, SNES, those are on the time Genesis, yeah, like not terribly different in terms of time frame. So yeah, I was I don't I haven't played Colossal Cave Adventure, so I can't speak to that game. Um, oh. but yeah, Mario Kart and Mortal Kombat, I was really surprised by that. Um maybe this was the year of inducting games that have uh words in them that use K's instead of C's. Yeah. I, and, oh, go ahead. No, I just found it took 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 until now for Colossal Cave to make it in because that's that's one of the seminal PC games that lo- kickstarted the entire genre. Well, that's the problem yeah. with these things, though, is they've only been doing this for a few years, so they couldn't put yeah, so have to play all up. of them in the first year, right? Yeah, you got to uh, start playing catch up. They had to start with the Donkey Kongs and Pongs and all of that. So and like Mario Brothers. Yeah, we're moving into the realm of video games where there's there's more debate to be had versus the early ones it was everybody's like oh yes no obviously that's is one it, that has to go in there is it like the rock and roll hall of fame where you have to have had the game has had to have been around for a certain amount of time before it can be eligible to be nominated or inducted that's a really it's like good 25 question. years for yeah. the rock and roll hall of fame right and do the the surviving members of the video game uh assemble at the strong museum uh, and and perform together one last time. Yeah, I, that's or or maybe they do like the wizard at the. That's what they should do at the yeah. rock and roll museum or the, at the world at the museum of play. Uh, they should have like a, a wizard esque uh, thing where people come like or they have oh. influencers come and they play the, the old games of the yeah. competition. That'd so be really the cool. Strong Museum is in Rochester, New York. Anyone may nominate a game. For the Hall of Fame, final selections are made on the advice of journalists, scholars, and other individuals familiar with the history of video games and their role in society. That's all. Cool. I'll do one for Dark Castle. Yeah. And it's only been going since 2015, so it's still early days. Yeah. The Verge's Dan Seifert saw a test in Portuguese, which he doesn't speak, of a new Spotify feature called Your Daily Drive. Uh, It mixed short episodes of podcasts, in Portuguese in this case, along with personalized music suggestions meant to be played on your commute. Spotify doesn't have any podcast recommendation tools at present, but it has gone on a podcast acquisition spree lately, acquiring Gimlet, Parcast, and Anchor. Uh, Spotify told The Verge it's always testing new stuff, but it didn't tell them anything else about this. I have to say, I love this idea of having a, you know, if Spotify, if I were a Spotify user, having something that knows my taste, both in podcast and music, create a, a little playlist for my drive. It's kind of cool. Yeah, that would be really nice. Um, I, how, I do wonder how useful it is for people everywhere except like heavy urban areas. Well, I was thinking, how long is your commute if you're if you live anywhere but like major metropolitan areas, maybe your commute is not terribly long. And so it's I like, think commutes are longer than people think, because a lot of times people don't may may work in a, or may live in a small town, but work in the next town over. Right. In the big city. Or, yeah. yeah. I, I, well, no, I mean, I consider that to be like people who work in a major metropolitan area. So like Southern California in general would be considered part of that. Like, well, I'm thinking of when I was growing not up, just there, LA. Were, there were people who lived in Greenville and worked in Highland, which was 20 minutes down the road. Wasn't, mm-hmm. wasn't like super trafficy or built up. It was just like, Oh, they, they work in the next town over. Right. But 20 minutes is like, what podcast are you listening to? That's why it says short podcasts. I assume these are like news updates, daily tech headlines, for instance, mm. five minutes, BBC news, stuff like that, that. mixed in as sort of like news updates with your music. Um, but yeah, no, I see where you're going mm. with this. Like it's going to be a different experience on an hour long commute than it would be on 20 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like the idea of having music mixed in with my podcast though. I wish I could do that on my own. 
See now the real the real MVP is going to be the company that makes this this type of feature uh, sync up with your drive time. So it says like, okay, if you uh, mm-hmm. if you're if I sit in my Model Three and I say I'm going to work, and it says your commute is going to be one hour and ten minutes. Here are some re- here's here are some recommended playlists that automatically generate that are just about that time. Like that would be great. And Spotify works with Waze, so it could potentially like yeah. you know you could approve it to talk That'd to each great. other and yeah. That that to me is like that's the step I want to see. I mean, I this is fine, cool, whatever. But I care about. I want it to tell me if I'm commuting somewhere or if I put something into navigation, and Spotify or whatever other music service can say. Hey, we noticed you're driving. Your commute time is this amount of time. You're 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 going to Vegas. That's three and a half hours. Here is a great curation of music and podcasts that maybe you've never heard of, or and some that you have heard of that'll fill that time perfectly. Like that would be fantastic because it is so frustrating to me to start listening to a podcast and you don't really realize how long it is. Like you're not paying attention, and then all of a sudden you're like. 20 minutes down the road and you're like, oh, I got to stop my car and like not listen to this anymore. And then you forget all about it. And then two days later, you're like, oh, I got to re-listen to this entire podcast. <laughs> Especially when it's like uh, hardcore history. So, you know, some three yeah. hour podcast. You're That's like, where was I? Podcast, the man. Chinese like, were you invading gotta... what part of what? Yeah. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh my God, I forgot everything about this class. And I feel like I have to start over again. Yes. So Spotify, please listen to Ashley and make that happen. Thank please. you. Thank you. Uh, The Wall Street Journal reports that Verizon is exploring selling Tumblr, though the process is ongoing and may or may not result in a sale. However, Pornhub VP Corey Price told BuzzFeed that his company is extremely interested in acquiring Tumblr. Tumblr, of course, banned porn from its platform late last year. I would assume that uh, Mr. Price would reverse that ban if he were to obtain Tumblr. Verizon sold Flickr to SmugMug a year ago and wrote down $4.6 billion related to its media business last year. So Verizon is not necessarily disassembling its media business, but it's certainly looking to shed the parts it doesn't feel are as valuable. Oh, those those old, uh, old rotting oath parts. <laughs> Yes, the former Oath, which is now Verizon oh, Media Group. Uh, terrible. Um, falling I away. Li- I got to tell you, uh, I think Pornhub would be the best owner out of those three companies I, uh, to own to own Tumblr. I mean, it was it was a very popular destination for uh, communities that oftentimes had a had a very difficult time existing on the internet. So a lot of a uh, lot of fan service, a lot of shipper communities, a lot of LGBTQ plus communities. Um, and it was a real, it was a real shame that I like to me that Verizon really cracked down on all that stuff. Um, I mean, all of the, you know, all of the not completely horrible stuff, which there's still horrible stuff over there on Tumblr and everywhere else on the internet. But, um, but yeah, I mean like that, that, that was really kind of a place where a lot of misfits could go and, and find their tribe, you know what I'm saying? And so yeah. it, kind of that kind of fell to the wayside when they started banning stuff like questionable Mm -hmm, material mm -hmm. which often loops in things like lgbtq plus um and harms those communities like it's it sucks it takes away a place for people to to enjoy themselves and find people that they that they are that they can be friends with yeah so i think think pornhub would be a really great like steward of the of the tumblr brand i that sounds crazy but i i actually think it's a great idea i see where you're going TechCrunch had an interesting article talking about the fact that pornhub is actually acquiring a lot of leverage in the industry such that it is driving down salaries forcing people into taking uh jobs in arenas that they may not have been comfortable to otherwise that would be my only hesitation is like do we want pornhub to get it 
Or do we want someone else more enlightened with less of a dominance in the industry to get it? I guess so. I mean, who's I, I just my question to that would be who uh, how many people are working at Tumblr at this point? How many people are working on Tumblr that would go with the acquisition? Right. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. It's, I, I can't imagine it would be a ton of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like, you know, it is some people. So obviously people will be affected by it in some way. YouTube announced the first details of its single slate strategy to make originals available free with ads rather than only available to subscribers of the $12 a month YouTube premium program. So it doesn't mean that all premium ad, uh, programs will become free, but you'll start to see them all available at least in a window. So for instance, free users will see season one of Cobra Kai from August 29th to September 11th with season two then following on September 11th and debuting for free with new episodes every week. More free ad-supported premiere dates are supposed to be announced later. And according to YouTube, original content had two and a half billion views behind the paywall across 50 shows last year. They're going to have to, uh, sorry, my dogs are. Your dog very much is excited about free YouTube premium. We get a lot of, yeah, well, that for sure. They're very angry that (laughs) the the price is very upsetting to them. They hear $12 a month and they're like, no, it's ridiculous. Hey, Leroy Jenkins. I think, uh, I think the idea here is what YouTube is saying is, you know what gets people to pay for premium? Ad-free, offline listening, and music. Annoying, with, annoying people with ads. Yeah, that's, those that's three what things. Gets people to nobody's pay for, paying pay for, for the original content per se, so no. they're going to try out windowing. There's still, you can only get all access to all episodes at all the time if you pay, though. Right. Well, here's so I host Stream Economy, and this is the thing that we talk about all the time. Like, is is the the health of the streaming economy, um, and so. For me, like there was never, there was never going to be a world in which YouTube Premium or YouTube Red or whatever it is, you know, that they want to call it, um, today or yesterday or in the future, uh, there was never a universe in which that was going to be successful uh, in the way that Netflix was or Hulu or you know whatever else. And so, because it's it's YouTube, and so people think of YouTube as a platform for free stuff. Like they, they watch video for free on YouTube. And so to get people, and especially a lot of younger people who don't even have jobs. I mean, there's a huge demographic of YouTube users who are under the age of 15. So asking those people to pay $12 a month for an ad free experience, which they don't care about asking those, you know, and, and they can't, they wouldn't even be able to, if they, if they wanted, um, was silly. It was always silly. And $12 a month is a ridiculous price to pay for YouTube premium. And I guarantee you that price is going to come down as soon as Disney plus launches. And we start seeing, um, we're already seeing a lot of these smaller SPOD services like Nerdist Alpha shuttered, uh, in April. We, we're seeing DC universe get rolled into whatever, you know, Time Warner is doing. Uh, you know, we're, we're seeing a lot of consolidation, a lot of shuttering, a lot of changes in the streaming industry. And to me, good for YouTube on, on making these like original series and putting money into original content. Like, I think that's great. Um, especially for creators, but at the end of the day, $12 a month, is just not going to fly anymore. Like, especially competing against the $7 a month Disney plus is going to offer that gives you access to their entire library, like just about. Yeah, I mean, YouTube is going to have to do a better job of explaining that this isn't a competitor to Netflix. This is their competitor yeah. to Amazon Prime, right? right. You pay $12 like, a month a and you get a add-on. bunch of cool things yeah. like music and ad-free, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they've just yeah. been very bad at marketing it that way. They Honestly, I would love to see Google really kind of come out swinging on this and be like, we're going to do Google Premium. 
and you're going to have a uh, a private experience on Gmail where we mm-hmm. don't track you. Um, we, you know, if, if, if companies really want to start leaning, I think they just have to give that away. I think they would come into all kinds of criticism if they made you pay for not tracking like that. Well, I, I just mean in the sense of, that's a good point, but I just mean in the sense of, um, offering like, for example, maybe offering, uh, packaging up stuff, yeah, yeah, packaging up Google, like Google drive and stuff for Mm -hmm, businesses, mm -hmm. like, cause you have to pay for that. Like package all of that together. Like it's, you're all one company. It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense to me to not pack package all of that like and then also do something that uh you know apple may or may not be doing with like uh with arcade right so it's Mm -hmm. like you have this one one stop shop subscription that's maybe 20 bucks a month you get free games every month you get maybe free apps every month that are that are more expensive um you know you get access to you get an ad free youtube experience you get access to the premium shows that are behind a paywall you get uh you know google music you get all the stuff like yeah. that's that to me is going to be the thing people are going to start looking for convenience and subscription as opposed to a la carte um much as people really wanted that like 15 years ago i think we're now realizing like yes we asked for that and we got what we wanted but it wasn't exactly the future that we thought it would be, which it's never the case. Well, but it's, now we just want to improve on that, make, right. make that manageable. Well, a lot of people are well, like, let's go back to control. a cable model and let's start bundling stuff. And it's like, no, 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 you no, no. Asked it does not this. reintroduce the problem. Yeah, let's, you asked for this. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't reintroduce the problem. Let's can maintain um, control, but make it simpler. I think that's right. Good, yeah. Right. Uh, finally, the Daily Mail reports that Navy recruiter Ben Su of Taiwan fell asleep with his AirPods in his ear. And when he woke up, one was missing. He, so he tried tracking it, and he could hear it beeping, but the beeping followed him around. He realized he had somehow swallowed one of his AirPods while he was asleep. So trip to the doctor resulted in a laxative, which allowed him to recover the AirPods later. And after washing them, and, and or the one, and letting it dry, found out it still worked. Battery was even at 41%. He called the experience magical. I, this, per, look at, he, okay. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. Uh, if you look at this p- this man's picture on this on this uh, Daily story Mail article, he yeah. is way too happy about this. He did this on purpose to go viral. Mm-hmm. I I guarantee mm-hmm. you, this was a. I bet if I swallow an AirPod and poop it out, <laughs> and it'll be a big story. And then like that'll be really cool. Like I'll get some fifty. I'll get my fifteen minutes or whatever. But this guy is way too happy. Listen. Uh, we have a doctor testifying that it was there, uh, and uh, and we you know, we have the uh, you know Daily Mail sure. has a uh, has a sketchy record on this stuff, so I'm not sure how much I trust them, but I believe that it happened. Oh, I, I also, believe it happened 100. percent I also don't think you're necessarily wrong. Possibly, uh, who and swallows it, and, an AirPod while they are asleep? I know like, that's I a tough one. That's a tough one. I guess I no. I could see it getting in your mouth. You know, comes yeah, out of your ear. It's on the pillow. You just, but you to just, then you, swallow it. You just know. randomly eat things in the middle of the night. You don't wake up when like a spider yeah. crawls into your mouth. If like, anyone does this has, guys have like some random medical condition where he's he just eats things while he sleeps. Like, if no. anyone's randomly swallowed something while they're asleep, please email us feedback please. to the and tell us the size of the object. I'm I'm very curious about this. Yes, me too. I dreamed I was eating a marshmallow and my pillow was gone sort of situation. Uh, Hey, folks, if you want to get all the tech headlines each day in about five minutes, be sure to subscribe to DailyTechHeadlines.com. 
Multiple people complained Sunday's episode of Game of Thrones was too dark to see and complained about the cinematography. Well, the cinematographer took a little issue with that. Uh, Fabian Wagner told Wired, a lot of the problem is that a lot of people don't know how to tune their TVs properly. Well, you're watching it wrong. A lot of people also, unfortunately, watch it on small iPads, which in no way can do justice to a show like that anyway. Game of Thrones is a cinematic show, and therefore you have to watch it like you're at a cinema in a darkened room. If you watch a night scene in a brightly lit room, then that won't help you see the image properly. Now, some other issues that this could be are overcompression from your provider. DirecTV famously compresses its signals and causes artifacts. Uh, Your internet connection can cause artifacting as it as it tries to adjust to the bandwidth or HBO may have been really congested in, in your area. That could cause a problem. The app you use is different. Some people reported having problems with the dark level on one app, but when they switched to a different platform, it was better. Uh, and as Wagner notes, the size of the file and whether your TV is properly tuned are other things that can affect. I personally thought the episode was dark, but on purpose because it's called The Long Night. Uh, mm-hmm. And I didn't have any problem seeing what I was supposed to see, but your mileage may vary. Ashley, what do you think of all this? Uh, so I think a lot of people are really curious as to who, like, who's right here. They're like, mm. well, who's right? Who's right? Uh, everybody's right. So the cinematographer, 100%. Most people don't know how to tune their TVs. They have no idea. You just uh, set it to game mode or cinema mode or movie mode, whatever. And then they leave it alone and they end up having like things like motion smoothing. End up having that on. Um, And, uh, you know, and and it's just, it's not great. And then on top of that, a lot of people have shaky internet connections. A lot of people have problems like HBO servers getting bombarded at six o'clock when the game, when Game of Thrones goes live on Sundays. So, all of those things are absolutely correct. He did choose to shoot uh, three kind of acts of the show in very different lighting situations. Um, there's a 40 minute mini documentary. I can't believe it's 40 minutes long. I know. Right. But it's um, really good. Really good. It's on um, it's on YouTube. It's it's on HBO's channel. And it's about how they put together that episode. So once you see it, if you haven't seen it, go watch this like 40 minute documentary. And they talk about it in terms of acts where they're like, Act one was, uh, was an, was a, uh, I forget what, it, a suspense, like a thriller. Mm-hmm. Act two was a horror, uh, horror, was a horror movie. And then act three was an action movie. And so they shot them and, and lit them very specifically to those things. And so in a thriller, like you, you don't know what's in the dark and you, you're, it's supposed to be scary and you're not supposed to see anything. And so that absolutely was the case like they they shot that very purposefully and um for me i don't have a tv with hdr mm-hmm. uh so i there were a couple of moments where i'm like i don't know if i'm supposed to be able to see what's happening here um but then i there was no moment that was so important to the plot of the episode that i felt like oh i can't believe that was so dark i missed that yeah, and, and th- this is going to uh, shine some light, if you will, on a problem that a lot of people don't realize exists because many people grew up in a world where you had a TV and a cable connection and that was it. You didn't need and to tune it. your TV. Hardwired right in. We not only have tunable TVs with high level picture control uh, that are often set to things like motion smoothing, but also we have multiple different ways of getting video, which highlights yeah. all these different problems in the way video can be displayed. And why yep. you have a game setting and a sports setting and a movie setting is that different kinds of video require different kinds of things 
things to be emphasized. So CNN's yeah. David Katzmeyer uh, is for years been my most trusted source for issues like this. He He's has some tips on CNET. Uh, the simple ones are turn off your lights. Uh, so he agrees with Wagner on that. Choose the movie or cinema or calibrated setting, depending on your TV. Uh, for Game of Thrones. It may not be right for watching sports, but it's right for Cinematic. Game of Thrones. And yeah. those modes show the most realistic color with solid contrast and correct shadow detail, though they do mean lower light output, which is why he says you need to turn off your lights. And of course, he says turn off any smoothing oh. effect, any soap opera effect. In LG, it's called True Motion. Samsung, it's called Auto Motion. TCL, it's called Action Smoothing. Sony, it's called Motion Flow. Everybody calls it something different, but it has motion in the name. Oh, usually. sneaky. Yeah. So if you, it, you know, he has a lot of other. Uh, tips if you want to really get in there and adjust brightness and contrast yourself yeah. uh, but he's like if you yeah. don't want to mess with that probably choosing movie on samsung or tcl cinema on lg or sony or calibrated on vizio should help yeah and and honestly like if you're in the market for a new tv uh at this point future proof yourself by getting something with hdr because uh, now we're starting to see a lot of uh of the higher end sort of more cinematic television shows and even things like, you know, Netflix, their original series, they're shot with HDR in mind. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, give, give yourself the opportunity to be able to watch it the way it was intended. Uh, I, I mean, that's always a good rule of thumb and, um, and, you know, and, and also give yourself the opportunity to watch it the way that it was edited. And that's another thing people don't really forget don't really know or remember is that when these shows are edited and color corrected, uh, they are done so on extremely high-end monitors. I mean, they're thousands of dollars and they have no banding there. I mean, they are a perfect recreation of what the camera saw. And so uh, a lot of those, um, you know, I'm sure there's some minor testing like on other devices to see what it looks like. But really at the end of the day, it's up to what the director wants and and wants it to look like and the cinematographer. And so if if that is uh, generally the case, then you're going to want to make sure that you have a, a device that is going to be able to give you as close as possible to what their intended imagery is. So to me, yeah. but if you're getting a 4K TV sometime this year, if you're like, finally, I'm going to I'm going to do it, I'm going to pull the trigger. Wow, look at this great clearance television that's 4K, but doesn't have HDR like don't do that. Spend the extra like hundred dollars, two hundred dollars, get a TV with HDR. You're going to future proof yourself a little bit more. Uh, in that way. And I, I, that's, I regret every day. I have a 70 inch television in my living room every day. I regret not getting an HDR TV because I got it right as HDR was rolling out and there were, you know, HDR 10 and Dolby vision. And I couldn't decide. And it was at the point where it was only one or the other. There were not TVs that had both. Um, and so I was like, I'll just buy like the biggest TV I can afford. And so I bought this television and I kicked myself all the time because I had I to live wish. with 1080i for a few years for making a similar decision. So, Ugh, I, I feel, and it's I like because I really wanted to upgrade, and that's like, you know, it's that early adopter problem where it's like I got in just a little too early. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. I yep. got too excited about 4K <laughs> too soon, especially with something like a TV that you know you're not going to swap it out every year. It's no, just not going to happen. And I really want to. So there have been some really good deals on some OLEDs, <laughs> like the, the LG C8. Yeah. The LG C8, it's like they, every now and again, Best Buy does like a sick deal on it. Mm-hmm. And I always want to buy it and just like have it delivered to the house the same day and, and just not say anything. I'm <laughs> Fate just, accompli. Nope. Like, I don't know there. what you're talking about. What My husband doing? will come home and he'll be like, why do we have a new television? I'm like, what your television? but what I don't know about? what to do with this 70 inch television. That's like, they I'm like, I can't. They do Holloway from Best Buy. 
But it's like I would want to maybe like try to sell it or like maybe well, a friend yeah. would want it. I mean, it. I if don't you know. want the perfect fate accompli, you're going to have to give up on selling it. Yeah. yeah. See, it's I'd mm-hmm. have to. It would really have to be. Yeah. And I just, oh man, it's so tempting. Like every, <laughs> I can't go to a Best Buy anymore. I walk into the television. It's like I love a, I love high end TVs. Like it's my favorite. That's my favorite part of CES. Go look at the TVs. Yeah, and there's lots of them too. Hey, thanks to everybody who participates in our subreddit. You can submit stories and vote on them at dailytechnewsshow.reddit.com and facebook.com slash groups slash dailytechnewsshow. Let's check in with Len Peralta, who has been illustrating the show today. Len, what have you drawn for us today? You know, uh, one of the favorite things about working on the show is taking pop culture things and mashing them together. And uh, that's exactly what I did with this image. Of course, it's uh, Game of Thrones, the darkness of the uh, of the image, uh, and two people watching it saying, you know, maybe turn up the brightness. And when they turn up the brightness, they're a little bit shocked to find Sonic the Hedgehog. Ah! With human teeth. With human teeth. <laughs> a little did bit, you, a little bit on the nose. they said they're going to fix it? They're like, we're going to change guys, it. Yeah, can you believe that? They just, well... Do you feel like that's a little bit of a publicity stunt? Because I mean, they oh, that, that backlash has been around for yeah. months. Mm-hmm. No, it entirely is. I agree. <laughs> and they're just like, we hear you, and it's like, well, we've been screaming for three months. So, do you live in a wormhole where you just now heard the screaming, or is it like the that you heard the got screaming to and the didn't care point or... to react? To. That's <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Was like, yeah. It had to hit a certain pitch, uh-huh. like yeah. just like dog whistles. <laughs> like you had to just hit a certain scream pitch and then the Paramount executives actually heard it. So if folks want to get a look at this or even get a print of it, where do they go, Len? Well, they can go to patreon.com forward slash Len. That's exactly, if you're a Patreon, you get it at the $5 level automatically right after the show. Or you can just go to my online store, lenperaltstore.com. Finally, uh, I mentioned at the top of the show, free comic book day this weekend. Tonight, if you're in the Cleveland area, go to Carol and John's Comics at Cam's Corner, I will be drawing live from 10 to 2 in the morning uh, for their midnight uh, event. It's a lot of fun. If you haven't been out there, definitely go out. Come meet me. Come get a free sketch. Come buy my wares at, uh, for free comic book day. Excellent. Ashley, it's together a pleasure as always. You mentioned uh, your series. Tell folks where they can find it. We go live. Well, I feel bad telling you to go and watch my show because we're um, putting it on hiatus in two weeks. <laughs> so, so hurry, watch the hurry. next two weeks. Hurry now while you still get, um, so stream economy is on the CNET YouTube channel and we put it up every other Saturday and we've got about close to 40. I think tomorrow's our 39th episode and then 40 will be the last one before we go on hiatus while I deal with this baby situation. Um, and uh, we, it's really fun. We talk about, um, pop culture news. So movies, TV shows, games, and then we talk about kind of the larger impact on, uh, on you as a consumer uh, and what they, and then we speculate a little bit. So it's a speculation show, but, and, and, but it's certainly not a show where, uh, we, we ignore facts. I like to say, here's what we know. And then we Mm -hmm. go through what we know. And then I say, okay, so based on all that, here's, here's what I, I predict this week when we'll see the next Avengers movie down to the month and year. So, um, I'll, it'll be, I'll be interested to see if I'm right in a few years. Uh, but yeah, it's really fun. And, uh, we do things like explainers. So a lot of people have been searching for Shang Chi, uh, who's going to be part of, uh, looks like phase four. 
So uh, that's a Marvel superhero a lot of people are not familiar with, the master of Kung Fu. So you can go uh, watch an episode about that and I give you the backstory. And then we talk about casting and who might direct it and all that stuff. Um, we did that back in December. So there's a, we've still had a lot of people, like especially now that Endgame is out, a lot of people searching, like, who is Shang-Chi? Because Kevin Feige's mentioned it a couple of times in interviews. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's really, really fun. And, and we have a good time. I like it. And that's at youtube.com slash CNET TV, right? Yes. I think, is it CNET TV or are we just at CNET? I don't I remember know anymore. that one works. <laughs> and I assume YouTube. Yeah. I've seen that TV works. works. I, yeah. I, that seems fine. Uh, folks, if you're not a member of DTNS, you're missing out. I just put up an editor's desk episode uh, for the associate producer level and up about uh, why it's good to do nothing sometimes, why it's important to do nothing sometimes uh, related to the internet. We also have columns from Roger Chang. We have special episodes where we look back at tech news from five years ago. There's so much more. You got to go check it out at patreon.com slash DTNS. Our email address is feedback at dailytechnewsshow.com. We're live Monday through Friday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern, 2030 UTC. You can find out more about that at dailytechnewsshow.com slash live. Talk to you Monday. is part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.